Hey, make sure you order your Coaching You videos, 15 videos, 10 NBA coaches, best content we've ever had. Go to 2018.coachingyou.tv, $249 for 15 videos. Order today. Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of Coaching You for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. I wanted to announce a new partnership between Coaching You and Inner Zone Sports. You know, for a long time, one of the intangibles by coaches and athletes is team chemistry. And it's a major factor all the time in whether a team has success or failure. When it, the folks from Interzone came to me at Coaching You and said, we can even help your team, I was all ears. And what we did is we took a quick assessment, two to four minutes each person, and we were stunned by what we found out about ourselves and our team. You owe it to yourself to find out what Interzone can do for your team. It's the simplest and fastest and most accurate software available to measure team chemistry. I highly recommend, without any reservation, the use of Interzone with your team, whether you are a middle school, high school, college, or professional team, to help take you to the next level. For further information, go to coachingyoulive.com slash Interzone. That's I-N-N-E-R. Z-O-N-E. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir, and so excited today to have as our guest, Chris Mack, the new head coach at the University of Louisville. Amazing career at Xavier. We're going to find out why he was so successful, the great tradition of the Xavier program, the great head coaches that have been there, and why it has been able to sustain excellence. And then why to move to Louisville, a big, big job after being at a place for 14 years like he was at Xavier. So I think it's going to be, uh, you know, you're really going to enjoy it. He's a terrific guy, a great coach, and someone we've got to keep our eye on because he already is a star, but he is really going to shine even brighter in the ACC. Visit with our partners. We're going to come back with Chris Mack. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on 
both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. It doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. So excited today for our guest, Chris Mack, uh, the new head coach of the University of Louisville Cardinals. And Chris, welcome. Thanks, Brennan. I appreciate you having me. Well, you know, um, I've been an incredibly longtime follower and admirer of you. And uh, the job that you did at your alma mater at Xavier is incredible. And that comes from a, you know, you come from such a long line of uh you know, frankly, I don't mean to embarrass you, but star coaches there, starting with my buddy Pete Gillen, or maybe even before Pete. But uh, you know, the coaches that it's you know we used to talk about the Miami of Ohio for football coaches being the cradle of coaches, but Xavier might be the cradle of coaches in basketball. I think you know. So, well, we've had some uh, some terrific coaches and, and, and certainly great people, and uh, really, really fortunate to be uh, around a lot of those guys actually worked obviously for a couple of them and the late Skip Prosser and, and, and Sean Miller, um, you know, and so uh, I, I learned a lot uh, under their leadership, learned a lot, uh, you know, being at Xavier and, you know, very, very fortunate to, uh, you know, join a long list of really good coaches and guys that were even better people. You know, I, I, my first two jobs uh, in college coaching uh, coming out of high college was uh University of Detroit with the infamous Dick Vitale, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, Fairfield University, which was, uh, at the time, there was no Big East, so it was a, a, a power in the East, and even though we only had 2,800 students, we really had a good team. But I know how hard it is at a Jesuit school. Um, you know, the priests, the good fathers there, you know, my Jesuit buddies, they used to think we took the vow of poverty too, but it seems like, <laughs> it, it seems like at Xavier, they really get it. They really yeah. get it as an administration, yes. like Marquette and Georgetown? Xavier made it easier. They, they, they certainly did. They made a commitment uh, a long time ago, well before me, heck, well before I even played there, uh, wow. to be really good uh, in basketball. Yeah. You know, Xavier doesn't have a, a football team. They, they don't even pretend to have a football team <laughs> with Division Three or yeah. anything of that nature. So, um, you know, years ago they made the commitment to men's basketball, and, uh, you know, just kept strengthening that commitment over time. And eventually the Cintas Center Fabulous uh, was building. built, you know, an on-campus arena that seats, you know, close to 10,500 sitting on this small Jesuit campus. And, uh, you know, a lot of people said that uh, it was a foolish decision. You know, how can you fill it? Um, you know, and I think Xavier was extremely intelligent. Uh, their administration in terms of, you know, bringing outside, um, you know, companies to do workshops on the conference room floor to, you know, um, gain income to help pay off the debt. 
And, uh, certainly they, we and they have filled it, uh, for, for years. Um, we had one of the best crowds in the country. And so, um, it's a special place for sure. I thought you guys always, uh, and take this the right way. I don't know what the proper term is, but you know, you, you watch people and who they recruit. And I thought you guys were always getting players quote, better than your level, so to speak. And I, that's not meant to be, a, you know, you were getting SEC, ACC players there, which is a tribute to the, your staff and yourself of recruiting. Uh, and you targeted really cool, key and cool uh, areas to do it in. What was your strategy there? Well, I, I think a lot of times recruiting is about, uh, you know, it's a two-way relationship. You know, it's about who you can get. Uh, not just who you want, you know, Brandon. It's not the NBA draft. I wish it so you was. Have to be very, yeah, you have to be very strategic in, uh, in, in the families and the type of kids that you go after. Uh, we always would try to recruit uh, within a four- or five-hour car ride mm-hmm. uh, from the university because the way the NCAA rules are set up, you know, kids can't visit your campus unless they're paying for it when they're freshmen, sophomores, juniors in high school. And so we felt like it was really important to develop, you know, strong relationships uh, while a kid's uh, in their younger years of high school so that when they got to the point where they were making a decision in their later years of high school, um, you know, they, they, were, they felt like you were invested in them and vice versa. So, um, you know, it was about identifying kids that were great fits at Xavier. Uh, I thought we did that. Certainly the move to the Big East. Um, you know, help that, you know, Coach Prosser and, you know, Coach Mata and uh, Coach Gillen, they made some unbelievable recruiting decisions uh, early on in the program's history um, with getting guys like a Tyrone Hill and a James Posey and, and guys that just literally came out of nowhere and became, you know, household names at the NBA level. And I think that really put Xavier on the map and um, you know, that, that recruitment of those type of players continued and eventually – you know, I think five years ago, going to the Big East um, gave Xavier a little bit more cachet with kids when it came to, you know, playing in a, in a power conference. The Big East is such a great coaches league, I think, you know, obviously the 10 teams in it, uh, you know, but talk about, you know, what it's like going against the, the likes of, you know, Jay Wright. I mean, you know, who you were able to beat and, you know, even be ranked above him and he wins a national championship. You know, I mean, that that's a heck of a thing for your, your guys to do. Well, I, I would tell you that um, you, you felt like every single night the, the guy on the other sideline, um, you knew how he wanted his team to play. Mm-hmm. You know, their teams had that discipline to play in his way. And um, I, I felt like going into every game, if you weren't adequate adequately prepared for adjustments from the previous game uh, you were at a disadvantage and uh, you know obviously Jay does it um, at the highest level his teams are ultra disciplined Uh, they play tough they play together Um, they're very very skilled you know you feel like every time his team gets an open three it's going in and uh, you know that's why they're one of the best teams in the country and best programs uh, at least over the last five years in the country Um, you know but but it wasn't just about, you know, Villanova. There were NCAA tournament teams that you were playing against every single night. And the venues um, that you played at mm-hmm. and that you played in uh, made it that much tougher. Because, again, every school in that league uh, is really focused and centered around, at least in their athletic department, men's basketball, because 
football isn't a priority at those schools and and uh man you could feel it each and every night yeah i mean whether you're going to marquette or, or you go to the incredible atmosphere out at creighton another jesuit yep. school you know uh providence ed cooley has done an incredible job there you know and 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 when georgetown comes back eventually you know i mean they, you know it's just a, a host of great great and then butler is really a surprise how well they've done in the league coming from the horizon to play at that level is a, an amazing thing to <clears throat> to what Brad and then Chris Holtman had done. And uh, just, uh, I'm just amazed by uh, that whole league, how it's just stepped up to be really, it's a power five basketball league. And who would have thought, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, especially, you know, a few years ago when, uh, you know, it was disassembled. It, it, it was blown up because of football. Teams were, were scurrying off to different conferences and, I think there were, there was a lot of thought of like what is going to happen um, to the leftover Big East teams that, that don't have football, you know, the, the Catholic schools. And uh, fortunately, the leadership, uh, the presidents of those great universities um, identified some schools that, um, you know, had similar characteristics and beliefs and values and, um, you know, felt very strongly about their men's basketball program. And, um, you know, a new league was sort of born. And uh, I think there were skeptics uh, at the very beginning, but uh, the, the league made some great choices, including getting you know, Fox Sports as their partner, their television partner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just uh, I think it's really taken a life of its own. And, you know, Big East basketball is no joke. And uh, it was it was really fun to be a part of it uh, the last five years. You know, I was at UCF uh, when uh, we joined the Big East and we were so excited. We joined a 14 team league and the next thing you knew, it grew to 19 teams because <laughs> of football boy. And we had Boise State, San Diego State, TCU. And all the, and we were selling like crazy because we said, oh, boy, we're going to play. We weren't excited to play Villanova and, and, and those schools. We were, you know, not at all looking <laughs> forward to that. But, you know, we're going to play these teams. And the next thing you know, out of nowhere, uh, it just – and Louisville actually was part of it. And uh, yep. and then, uh, bam, the, my Catholic friends all, all pop out. And next thing you know – uh, there's no difference almost between Conference USA where we left and what the, the yeah. quote New Big East was, you know. And it was really tough because it really could have been. And interestingly, but I totally understand why the Catholic schools did what they did. I think, it, and obviously, an incredible decision, as you said. Uh, sustained at excellence is a term my friend Don Yeager uses. And that's what you've had at uh, Xavier. You had sustained excellence. How did you go about building that? Well, I didn't build it. I just uh, I tried to continue on uh, what was already built. Yeah, <clears throat> there were some great coaches and, and great players, and you know, there's, there's such a pride and uh, in the program. And when you know, when you take over those those reins, um, you know, you feel a lot of pressure. You know, mm -hmm. you feel a lot of pressure to continue. Uh, you know, what's been such an awesome tradition and, and such a great at such a great uh, basketball school. But uh, you know, again, you mentioned it previously the administration uh, understands they're going to give you the resources and the tools to be successful you know you've got a fan base that when a recruit comes on campus um, they're going to feel um, you know how much how important 
men's basketball is to Xavier and to the community. And so that's enticing for recruits. And, you know, again, fortunate enough to be around some really good players that, uh, you know, wanted to work really hard and be successful college players with, with shots at, at, at playing in the NBA. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of luck involved and, and, and not getting injuries and, and having sure. the right type of character kids on your team. And uh, that's what we had during my nine years. And uh, I'll, I'll for forever remember those times yeah um talk about travis Steele, your successor trav is a uh, basketball junkie Good. you know through and through he uh, he loves ball you know i think before he got married i don't think he had any hobbies brendan i mean he was a guy that um should not should have been smarter not got married too <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's he's got a great one in Amanda and very, very supportive. That's awesome. Trav is a guy that, you know, he just loves ball. You know, he he, um, he has a passion for the game. He's extremely intelligent uh, when it comes to X's and O's. And uh, anybody that has met him or or had any time, spent any time with Trav, you know, will tell you that uh, he's very, very easy to get along with. And I think that helps in his leadership style. I think Mm -hmm. players can relate to him. Uh, parents can trust him uh, with their with their son. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Xavier's got a good one, and I had a good one for, for the, the nine years that I yeah. was the head coach. I felt like, um, you know, when you have an assistant coach of Travis's level, uh, it makes your job a whole lot easier. So, um, you know, although he's not very well known around the country yet, that doesn't mean he's going to do any less of a job. And I think, uh, you know, Xavier's in really good hands with Travis. That is so good. That is so good. Let's talk about why why moving to Louisville. Talk about what was your thought process there? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, for me, I was excited about the next challenge. You know, I think there were opportunities uh, throughout my you know time at Xavier, mm-hmm. you know, where schools inquired. And quite honestly, it just didn't move the needle for me. Yeah. You know, I felt like, um, you know, we were in, we were in an awesome situation. And, you know, you always hear the expression, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yeah. And that really held true. Uh, for the 14 straight years that, that I spent at Xavier. But, you know, we had a heartbreaking loss in the NCAA tournament. Um, of course, there was uh, a lot of talk, you know, throughout the year of what Louisville was going to do. But, um, you know, my eyes and, and, and my focus was on nothing but Xavier. And uh, when the time came where, you know, their athletic director reached out to my agent and said he wanted to sit down, I felt like sort of owed it to myself and, and my family because, uh, you know, my wife's from Louisville. Mm-hmm. It's in the breadbasket of where I've recruited, um, you know, for the last really my, my entire college, you know, basketball career. Uh, so it wasn't wasn't like I would have to, um, you know, grow up in an area where I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And, um, you know, the other part of it was um, the ACC. And the fine tradition that, that Louisville's held, you know, multiple Final Fours, multiple national championships, Hall of Fame coaches, you know, yep. uh, so many NBA players over the years that uh, probably way too many to name. And so I just felt like I've always wanted to be at a basketball school. I was at a basketball school at Xavier. And so I wanted to look at Louisville. And, uh, you know, when I did it, uh, you know, I got really comfortable with the athletic director, Vince Tyree. Um, he's very, very easy to get along with. He's a guy that has the same vision, uh, for the program that, that, that I did. Um, you know, he respects the history and, and loves the tradition of Louisville basketball. And I was just sold. And so it was hard to close that chapter, uh, on Xavier, but 
very, very exciting for me and my family to open a new one at Louisville. Yeah, I think that's always a hard thing to do when you move um, because you love always the place you, you leave, and uh, and it's such a difficult thing. Uh, having played in the Yum Center, uh, one of the great facilities, I'm not sure there's a better college <laughs> basketball facility in the country to play in. Uh, what, what your, how is that as a recruiting advantage? Oh, it's... Um... It's the best. You know, I think a lot of times as recruiters, you know, as a head coach, you are a recruiter of your program, you know, right. to, to young men and their families. And, you know, so so often you want to say, hey, we have the best this yeah. or the best that. And, you know, I don't know how genuine it is, but I know this. <laughs> there aren't two, be- two better arenas in the entire country than the Yum Center. And, uh, you know, our job is to make sure it's just as raucous as, as it is gorgeous. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's in its ninth year. So it's fairly new. Um, the people that, that maintain the building do an unbelievable job of, of keeping it pristine. Um, you know, it seats 22,000 folks that uh, pack that place every single night. And, again, when you're bringing in the North Carolinas, um, you know, the Dukes, yeah. obviously our non-conference schedule, you know, you have Michigan State this year and Kentucky every other year. Um, you know, it's just uh, I think it's a combination of everything you'd want as a college basketball player. And, uh, you know, we're very fortunate to have one of the nicest arenas in all of college basketball. Yeah, I mean, it's a true NBA arena. I mean, it's got everything, the suites and everything you could ever want, a great location right in the river there and stuff like that. What about the campus? What what, what was in your practice facility? How is that as a help to you? It's been great. You know, I, I didn't know a whole lot about the campus. And I mm-hmm. think as I've sort of learned the history um, of the University of Louisville. Uh, it was more of a commuter school, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But uh, a lot of the things that, um, you know, men's basketball and football uh, have brought in the way of revenue uh, has been shared around the entire university. You know, there have been projects around the school that have made the campus a lot more livable uh, and enjoyable for uh, a resident student. And so I think that, um, you know, Louisville, uh, the university, has changed drastically you know, over the last 10 to 15 years. And so although I didn't have much of a perspective on that prior to, um, you know, it's it's a campus that I think I know our students really, really enjoy. Um, and I think the recruits, when they have opportunity to spend time, whether it's at a class or just walking around campus, um, they've come to really enjoy the campus as well. You know, the um, the other facilities, the sports facilities here are all top-notch. And uh, the the former athletic director, Tom Jurich, did an incredible job of, you know, really, really building uh, facilities that were uh, dependent on the sport, uh, the best in the country. And so, uh, you know, I think when you, when you have sort of that culmination of, of what our campus looks like on the academic side and the athletic side, uh, I think it's a, a win-win for any student athlete that's looking at Louisville. What uh, what about your team this year? What what did you uh, what did you inherit, and what did you bring in? Well, I, th- I think a lot of times, you know, from the outside, you know, looking in, you think, you know, wow, they lost four starters. Um, right. You know, Louisville basketball starting over, and I, I think that's um, you know, pretty far from reality, to be honest with you. I don't think that we have, um, you know, top five talent, but I also don't think we're void of it, Brendan. Yeah. I would tell you that. You know, we have some um, very, very talented underclassmen. You know, we have a few upperclassmen. Uh, one, Stephen Enoch, who sat out last year as a transfer from UConn. It's going to uh, vastly impact our program. 
Uh, VJ King will be a junior this year. He's gained 15 to 20 pounds over the offseason, so I expect him to, you know, have a big jump as the lone returning starter. And then we have some freshmen that have turned into sophomores, and usually the biggest jump you make is in that year. Yep. Uh, guys like Jordan Wara and Darius, Darius Perry and Malik Williams uh, should all have increased roles, uh, should be more consistent and be able to be counted on more than they were as freshmen. Uh, and then we had some graduate transfers that I think really can help our, uh, you know, maturity level and experience level. So uh, I think far from a reclamation project, um, certainly we have to prove it on the court. <laughs> it's been a um, uh, it's been a summer uh, filled with trying to implement our system and create habits that are important to our team. And um, so it's always challenging. You know, every, every day you feel like you take two steps forward and one step backward. But uh, we're continuing to, to move forward, um, you know, and making progress, hopefully towards uh, a really good year this season. Uh, Chris, what, what kind of style of play are you going to try to play with, with the with the Cardinals? Well, I think defensively, we're always going to try to be a man-to-man team first. Mm-hmm. I, I like to be a team that, um, you know, is more solid on the defensive end that keeps their man in front of them, mm-hmm. uh, that's accountable to the man that they're guarding. Um, you know, we try not to get too extended, Brendan, in passing lanes. And, you know, so that the, the gambling, deflecting uh, Louisville Cardinal basketball that I think people have been uh, used to seeing, uh, that's probably not going to be us. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the same time, we want to contest shots. We want to limit teams to one shot and be in position to block out and be a disciplined team on the defensive end that, that does just that. Um, you know, offensively, we're going to be more of a four-out, one-in team, mm-hmm. a team that I hope plays, um, you know, well together, that, that makes the extra pass. And, you know, we're never going to walk the ball up, whether it's a missed shot or a made shot. We want to play an attacking style, uh, fearless, but uh, but not reckless and certainly not selfish, a team that, you know, makes the right play. And, you know, that's what we've been harping on and working on literally since day one then when we took over i love that uh i love that phrase you know uh that you use fearless but you know not not reckless that's that is excellent i love that when you developed your and now when you move to when you develop your coaching style where did it kind of come from how does that evolve and is it still evolve i think i think as a coach you evolve every day you, you either um right. you know get better you either see things and tweak things or, or you just keep them stagnant. And, and I want to be a coach that certainly has principles, you know, and, and certainly has, um, you know, values and, and um, basic fundamentals that our players can understand. But at the same time, you know, the game's changing. You know, look how it's played now versus, you know, 20 years ago on almost all levels. Um, and, and when it comes to, you know, who I am as a coach, I think uh, – you know, you're really a culmination of all your experiences. You know, all the people that you either played for uh, or coached with or coached for uh, or coached against mm-hmm. at times. You know, we all sort of steal and, and rob from one another because so many coaches have such great ideas and and uh, putting them on paper and eventually putting them on the practice floor to, uh, you know, create a, a team that you have confidence in and they believe in you, I think, is is the goal. And so I think that whether it's, you know, Sean Miller, you know, whether it's Skip Prosser or Pete Gillen, Jim Cruz, who I played for in college, or my late high school coach, Dick Burning at St. Xavier High School in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, I think all those guys have given me things that I continue to use both in practice and in games. 
You know, I, I when I talk around the country and at a, you know to a lot of schools on campus, I one of my big it's not a pet peeve at all. It's, it's just my philosophies is that I know I know we worry about we always say we're really into player development. We're always into everyone singing the same song and. But I, I always say we want our players to develop, but what are you doing to develop? It's a two-way street. It's like having an yeah. advanced placement student. And when you coach the best players in the country like you have and continue to, uh, they demand a lot. The hardest thing yeah. to do is to coach really good players. And, <laughs> and so I think that's one of the really good things. And one of the things that I keep reminding my college friends is that even though you, you know, you're, you got – 18 things you have to do every day more than an NBA coach. You, you know, you got to keep yep. developing yourself as a coach or else you're not going to be able to keep adjusting to your players, you know, to their, you know, thoughts on that. I mean, I think uh, you nailed it on the head. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of, you know, outsiders or people that aren't into coaching, you know, you think, hey, if you get the best players, you're fine. Well, a lot of times the best players uh, are the best, best players for a reason. Now, they understand the game at a very high level. Uh, they're really skilled. You know, a lot of times they've been told how good they are from the time they've been six years old to the time you get them. So being able to, to uh, you know, develop a relationship where there is trust, where that player can be humble enough to accept coaching and to maybe change a bad habit or to look at the game differently, uh, or be held to the high standard that maybe your walk-on, uh, you know, wants to be held to, is important. Otherwise, you're not getting the best out of uh, the players that you're coaching. And uh, you know, if players didn't need your coaching, then there'd be no use for coaches. <laughs> and so, and so, but just because you know you roar doesn't mean that the player listens. And I think that's where yeah. you know, in 2018, you better have really good relationships. Uh, with the guys on your team since they trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I think when I played, when a coach told you something, Brendan, you just did it. Yep. You know, there was no like, well, why am I doing this? You know, it's, you know, you did it because you wanted to play. And right. now it's, I think you have, you have players and rightfully so that there's more information out there. And you know, they've been touched by so many different coaches and trainers growing up that when you say, Hey, we're going to do it this way. I think sometimes naturally that their instinct is, why are we doing it that way? And I think a good coach shows them why that they're doing it and, and how it will be beneficial to both the individual and the team. And now let's go get this done. And when a player doesn't do it well, I think you correct them, you know, through film, through drills, uh, through talks in your office, uh, through lunches, whatever it takes. And when they do it well, I think a good coach also can give praise and encouragement. And, uh, you know, great players take the good with the bad. <laughs> Boy, you hit on all my key points. That's that's darn good. We have the same philosophy. You must have you must have knew Chuck Daly. Yeah, that's, you're the Brendan Sir philosophy. No, no. Well, I always say, uh, you know, Chris, is that uh, anything that I share with anyone, give me credit for it one time. Then it's Chris Max, you know. But uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, but uh, you know, when we're talking, uh, we're doing a podcast with uh, Porter Moser after the Final Four. 
you know, I, I asked him what the key was to his season. He said, I got these kids to believe in me, you know, and, yeah. you know, and I, and I shared with him one of our sayings is, you know, if they believe in you, then you can get, if they believe in, then you can get buy-in. And he just loved it, you know, and I, he said, oh, I'm going to tell everyone that you gave that to me. And I said, no, I'm going to reread this Porter Moser's philosophy, that, you know, but that's that's the key to this whole thing is how do we get our players to buy in? And I think it's about relationships and about connecting with young people. And it's the same as in parenting. No, no different, you know. And I would really enjoy watching you on social media and following you. I have for years, <laughs> and and I feel feel like I know your children for crying out loud, your girls yeah. and your son and stuff like that. And I know you're so proud of him and watching him, you know, grow up and stuff. And yeah. uh, and and it's such a big part of your your life. And I think the way you bring that forward is such an important part of coaching in college. You know, showing that. Well, I think that um, you know you're dealing with you know, young men, Brennan, that are, that are about to be on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they're, uh, if they're successful, they become independent and when they become independent, they're going to have choices to make. And I'd like to think that, um, you know, uh, them being a part of, you know, Cardinal basketball or my family, um, you know, I think it's important that your coaches, you as a head coach as well, um, you know, show them what it's like to be a role model mm-hmm. and what it's like to be uh, in the limelight and uh, and to be humble and, and to be somebody that is appreciative and grateful for the things they have. And, um, you know, I'm certainly very appreciative and grateful uh, for the health of my family. And, um, you know, I, I think that's important that you pass those things along to the people that you that you coach with every single day or that you coach every single day. I think it's a winning formula, Chris, and um, you know I I'm, I'm so excited we got to do this because I I think you're really special. I think you're great for coaching, and I can't wish you enough luck uh, at Louisville. It's a great program and deserves a great coach like you. So I appreciate that. Thanks for sharing time with us uh, today, and uh, you know I know the coaches around the country, and now uh, as we found out around the world, uh, you know we'll hear and know more about Chris Mack. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, Brennan. Thanks for having me. Hey, terrific, uh, terrific interview with Chris. He's uh, he's special, and uh, I think you'll find uh, as we follow him in the Louisville Cardinals this year, uh, really uh, a team that lost four starters, but they're really going to, I can guarantee you, they're going to play hard, play well, and surprise a lot of teams in the ACC. So another great one in the books, and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much. This is the coach, Brendan Sir. 